There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. When I was growing up, Iran was about the last place on the planet where you could get a cup of good news. The revolution, the Ayatollah, the hostage crisis, the whole Middle East in general tends to erupt with anger and bloodshed over the years. I remember when I was 21 years old staying up till midnight to watch the early morning report of Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait. Oh, it was news in those days. But there's not much good news that comes with war. In today's episode, both the invasion of Kuwait and the country of Iran play a prominent role in an episode that I have titled simply, Ben's Testimony. Hello, my name is uh, Behnam, but uh, mostly English speakers, they call me Ben. I was born in a nominal Iranian Muslim family, traditional Muslim family, but I was born in Kuwait. I was born in there in Kuwait and I was raised there uh, until the day that I woke up and I opened my eyes and I saw the tanks are in our streets. So Iraq invaded uh, Kuwait. Well, I would say that uh, when I was four years old, I loved cars. And that was like uh, I was in heaven because in the paradise because Kuwaitians are very famous uh, on spending money on the cars and they would come every almost every night to <clears throat> drag their cars, to drift their cars, and all those noises, the the engine noises, the ex exhaust noises, and the tires and the smokes. I loved that, so it was very uh, interesting for me, joyful for me, until uh, one night that I slept, and at the morning, early morning, it was around maybe I guess four o'clock in the morning which I woke up with the huge, huge noise, which wasn't the noise of the cars or an accident or something, but it was uh, the tank. Iraq, uh, Iraqi military took over the Kuwait. Around one month we were there every day in a, a terrifying situation that uh, every street was full of military with soldiers, tanks and guns and it was a scary time. You see nowadays, even the Hollywood movies or some other, I mean, movies are trying to show a lot of horrible things, but uh, the things in reality are different. But praise God, still God's favor was on us. 
And uh, as an Iranian citizens living in Kuwait, we were able to pass all these gates and all these military things because uh, Iran in that time was quite a bit good with Iraq. So they didn't hurt us and they were leave- allowing us to move without any problem. But if you were Kuwaiti, you were be in disasters, in trouble. And so after a month that we spent in, in that war, uh, we had chance to leave the country. And that's, uh, that wasn't because we wanted to leave. No, that was because of the rumors that was spread that Iraqi governments or the military wants to bombard the Kuwait and the city with the biochemical bombs, which they did it before with their own people. So we came back to Iran and for almost two years after that, my my dad was in Kuwait and coming and going. He had the, before the war, he had the business over there and uh, he was quite a bit doing well. We uh, started the new life in a new country, uh, which is the original country of my parents. As I was uh, grown, raised in Kuwait, so I knew the Arabic language with a good accent, sort of good accent. I started to recite Quran with the good command of Arabic, which I knew that. So, and I got to the level of the schools and then the region and the state and the national level, which uh, I was invited to the national competition of reciting in, in Iran. And it was international competition which uh, like international people were there, reciters, very famous ones were there. And I was uh, competing over there and uh, I got the score of fourth, which it was a lot in, in that time. And so when we came back to Iran, uh, it was the time that I, I was turned to nine and then like, the getting to understand the religion and the practices and the everything got hands to, gave hand to each other and turned me into the person that I saw my mom and dad and like the the, the reality of the uh, surroundings that they're practicing some tradition which uh, so it's called religion uh, and I was I started to do that as well I, I started to follow my mom as she was uh, fasting she was praying a lot I mean my dad was somehow in it but not that much as my mom was so I started to follow her because she's a mom she she knows the things that we don't know as a child so I started to do that and uh, God wanted, God allowed me to grow in that as well, I would say, as my Arabic was much better than other people, and I was in love to sing uh, and to just, you know, talk. As, as you see, I'm, I'm in love to just talk and talk. So I, I got to reciting Quran, into the reciting, and that's, that's how I got started to practice more than just reciting or reading. And I, I started to, you know, go toward the, the actions or the practices that is not normal for not just normal individuals. You pray five times a day. Uh, actually, Shia people pray five prayers in three times a day. And uh, also, 
a lot of different things, but I was trying to do a lot more to to have much more benefits from God. And when I was looking at my mom, I was like, oh my, I need to, to get closer to God and to practice more and to fast. And it was the time of uh, when I was 12 years old, I started to fast, like to have all, uh, all those fasting days. Uh, it's one month in a year, but I was doing more even more than that to receive more, gain more. Because uh, in that leather, you have to work harder and do more to get closer to God and receive more benefits. I was 12 and I was doing well, 14. But 14 was the time that uh, my, my dad called me and he said, uh, that's, you, you can stay in this house. There's a roof. There's a food provided. But uh, no more pocket money. So you get on your feet and just start whatever you can and earn some money for yourself. So I was in love with the cars. I wanted to make an aftermarket part. So I started with the exhaust because it's exhausting <laughs> for sure. So I bought uh, pipes, exhaust pipes from other side of the city and went uh, to another side of the city. So I, I did that and sold all those things in uh, some uh, tuning factories or mechanic uh, shops, mechanic stores, and it was quite a bit nice income, which uh, made me save a lot of money for almost two years. And when I turned into 16, I got, uh, I had the uh, money to buy a car. I'm a V8 guy. I'm a V8 person, but uh, my budget wasn't to enough to buy a v8 car so i went to bmws so i bought a nice bmw built uh, produced in the year 1973. i made a lot of changes that then i started to modify the engine and uh, it was like three years to to build up that car and finally the day that i changed the carburetors in the same day after the test drive in the middle of the test drive the idol was burnt completely by <laughs> God's, uh, God's will, I would say. God allowed that to happen. And uh, that was my first experience of uh, losing something precious. That car was the key uh, for me to enter like a gate to meet new people who are different with a lot of other people's. When I bought this this BMW, I wanted to tune it. I want to modify it. So all those mechanics, all those tuners, all those people who were working in in that time, in those days, uh, in the mechanical uh, side and the mechanical professions, most of them were Armenian Iranians, which are supposed to be a Christian. So I started to get to know some of them and they were different in some points they were really different the actions the way that they were looking at things and uh, that was i would say one of the reasons maybe that god allowed me to have that car in some some period of my uh, my life it it was uh, the time when i was 19 when i say that a lot of uh, ups and more most mostly the downs happened to, to us and to our family. It was the time that uh, my dad was abducted and he was lost after that. Nobody found him anymore. So 
Yet, uh, uh, my dad was uh, a businessman. The thing happened that uh, he started uh, another business in Iran. Uh, I don't know, somehow I think he was uh, uh, involved in some political movement or something, either with the government or against the government, I don't know. But the issue came that one day he went out and uh, never came back. And that was happening when I was 19, which uh, the same year that the car was burnt and uh, a lot of uh, things changed in, our, in my life. The, the, I would say the breakpoints of one of the uh, important breakpoints of my life. So uh, what happened after that hard year uh, of 19? Praise God. I mean, we have a proverb in Iran which says that uh, the, uh, the the darkness of the night uh, won't be eternal and uh, somehow the light will come shine. The sun will come out uh, uh, by the end. Then after that, so I had the responsibility of the family and I tried to uh, do something. And so I got involved in some businesses. I, I was employed. Then I started my own uh, business again in another city. I got to the university, went to university as a mechanical engineer. But uh, after two years, I, I had to be like, uh, I was almost kicked out, let's say, because of political movements, which I was attending to involved in demonstrations. So I came back to the capital city, Tehran, and I started, as I was working in my own company, I started to study in art university. And uh, in the university, I met a girl, which it was an art university, and I met a girl who was studying graphic design, which uh, was very interesting to me. And so we got to know each other, we dated each other, and... Uh, she had a different point of views, like she was sort of agnostic person, more scientific uh, proving person, personality. And we had a lot of arguments about uh, traditions that I believed uh, very uh, hard on them. I was very radical about them. Uh, so we had a lot of discussions and she was bringing a lot of uh, scientific points out and it was a big challenge for me. I started to read more, which uh, it caused me to, let's say, uh, I, I say it caused me because I didn't want to do it myself, but because of these challenges that I was facing with my girlfriend and uh, a lot of other let's say, classmates in university, which most of them, are, they were agnostic people. And uh, so I, I started to read some books and get involved in some courses in uh, Islamic tradition or Islamic theology. They call it theology, I call it ideology, because there, there's a big difference between these two. Uh, all these years, it, it went on and went on, and I was uh, having a lot of ups and downs in the life until I became 29. Everything ending by nine is uh, special maybe in my life, I don't know. But at the ninth year, I had the experience of the war, and 19th, I had the experience of losing my dad. But when I was 29, 
because of the stress and uh, a lot of uh, like things and issues and responsibilities in life, I had a heart attack and my heart stopped beating. And my neighbor, she had a dream that my house is burning. So she comes to my house and opens the door without any lock that that it is miracle. Uh, and so she saw me on the floor. She calls the ambulance and the, when the ambulance comes, they give me CPR, no reaction. It was almost 23, 25 minutes, which I was uh, without a beat in my heart. And I was called dead. And so they were writing the paper for me to be announced dead and they were like gonna call this uh, uh, other car other deaths uh, taxi or whatever you call it to to come and take me so but now i would say uh, a reference from the bible which says uh, a bottom talks about bottomless pits which is just the darkness the scares and the tears and the screamings and the mourning that's that's a place of uh, uh, evil spirits and uh, i was there and i experienced something like that and it was so uh, fear full of fear i would say i was so afraid i was screaming i was trying to grab something to sting on something that i could the speed at least could be less but it didn't work. I went to a dark, dark place. In those times, I would call it uh, nowhere in the darkness. But now I know where it was through the biblical definition. So I, I just prayed. That the only thing that I could do, it was prayer. Even I was not able to move a bit in my body. So I just prayed, God, please give me one more day, just one more day. But in that place, uh, all of my life, I saw my life. I was in it. I was living my life again. All those events that happened to me here, I lived it there as, uh, as well. And by the end, I saw my mom, finally. Because during that time, before I get to this point, uh, it was a few months that I didn't saw my mom. We had some conflicts. And... So what happened, I saw my mom, we talked a lot and we uh, cared, cared about each other. And like after that, I felt that my body is burning. The fire is in my heart, my body. And uh, I don't know, somehow I opened my eyes and I saw myself in front of the technicians of the ambulance and my neighbor. So what's, uh, what happened after I came back... Um, I was not the same person before. Uh, my heart was changed somehow. I had a sound mind. I, I knew that there is a huge, huge, powerful, almighty God. I didn't know what to do uh, to find, to be the mission, in the mission that he was calling me. He, he, knew, he called before. I was uh, thinking of God, trying to meditate, trying to find what is the truth. That God that I experienced is somewhere and in some direction. And the traditions and the ways that we live and the ways that we are told is completely in a different direction. I was in a confusion. In about three months, I guess, three, four months, uh, my home with all those uh, fully equipments, like fully equipped, furnished house, everything burnt out and uh, everything 
just burns. It, it was nothing. There was just some ash left over. I believe that house and all those equipments and everything in it was an idol, one of the idols of my life, which God, who is consuming fire, burns that down to show me just to, you know, leave that and come follow me. I had a lot of uh, collection uh, Qurans, and I had seven at least, uh, which were precious ones. And in that in the place that these seven were, one of my university projects was there as well, in the middle of these precious Qurans. And uh, I would say uh, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny as well, that uh, the fire got into that place and burnt all those seven Qurans, but uh, not my uh, university project, so, which was in the middle of them. The upper and the, like, the one that down is burnt, which is the Qur'an, which, one point here, in a traditional Shia belief in Hadith, uh, which is the interpretations or, or the commentaries, it's written that Qur'an is not, uh, you're not able to burn the Qur'an. It's, it's not possible. So that proved to me that that's just a man-made commentary or interpretation, that this Qur'an is not uh, heavenly, uh, I would say. It's not what uh, God protects. And so that, that was a sign for me, a huge, a big sign for me, a symbol that uh, Qur'an is not uh, the one that you're thinking or talking about. So leave that. And I said, God, it's, it's up to you. So I went there and uh, I surrendered that, that, that day and night. All the night I was just walking in the, in the mount around, uh, around my house and praying and talking with God. I prayed and I was talking to God. I was uh, like just, how can I say, like two friends. I, I was just yelling, mourning, praying. Uh, giving thanks and being grateful, everything together. So, and one of the most important prayers that I, I had, and I, after that also I had it, I was like asking God, please guide me, show me your way and show me your truth. Uh, give me, you gave me this life again, give me the life. What, what's, what is this life? And so it, the day passed. And after that, uh, the day after I came down out of that and started a new life. And that time I was like always, almost every day praying, God guide me. God uh, show me, show me the truth. What is the truth? Because I was really confused. I had the belief of God and now I didn't have that God that I believed before. It's, it's the most horrible, traumatic thing, thing in your life that you can imagine. You, you cannot even imagine. And uh, I started to read Quran. I started to read the traditional books and to find the way, the, the way, the guide, that, how God guides me, how God leads me to him. So it passed year and a half. Nothing happened. What, what happened year and a half passed? And I found myself with all those uh, Quranic and traditional books that I, I found myself 100% in a point that no more I'm to be called a Muslim. And uh, that was the point that I became sort of agnostic 
like I believed in God, the Almighty God, the presence, the existence, but not uh, the tradition of uh, Islam. During this time, I was reading the about Buddha, and uh, because Buddha talks about love, and I was trying to seek love, God's love, not the human love, and. So the thing happened that I never could get to the point. God didn't have any plan for me to go to that Buddhist belief. So what happened one day, I was uh, searching on some product on, online, so, and the picture came out, which was included the Bible verse, um, which says, love each other as I loved you. And the other day, a few days later or a few weeks later, I, I saw another Bible verse which was uh, saying that love your neighbor as yourself. Both these two had a lot of meaning for me. It was a great uh, light or uh, flash for me that it turned me back to the points that I had the death experience. And uh, my neighbor was there and the love of God was comforting. So I just said, okay, it's interesting. I, I want to read this book. So I started to ask my friends and I started to search online as well. So I had mo much more access to the English Bibles than Farsi Bible because of the situations. And so I started to read this, uh, this book. And uh, honestly, if you believe it or not, but I would say one thing. None of these things happened accidentally because I came to the point that I was asking God for many years that God guide me, show me your truths, show me your truths in this life. And so I got to the point that in book of John chapter 14, verse 6 says, I, uh, Jesus said, it's not the Paul or any other apostle, it's Jesus himself saying, I am the way the truth and the life. So it, it took me almost a year and a half more. And uh, it was around 2014, which uh, I was one day walking and exercising in a park. A guy came to me, the guy which I, I saw him a few times in the park, but never we never spoke together. So he came to me, he was very, a little bit stressful, stressed. And so he said, uh, hello, greetings, this, this. He started to talk with me, but I was like just resisting because I had a lot of, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, protected, protecting myself, defensive. But he gave me a DVD. And uh, at that time, I thought it's maybe just network marketing, advertisement. And I tried to resist. I, I tried to deny. But he said, no, 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 please take it and see it. Just watch it once. If you like it, do the same thing that I do. If you don't like throw it away. So what happened, I, I was like, okay, again, another advertisement of network marketing, maybe. It happened that a uh, few months, I just left that without watching it. Um, I mean, I forgot about it almost. I forgot about it. And after a few months, I was uh, trying to find a lost document or paper around the huge, massive, uh, <laughs> massive uh, the papers. And I found this DVD. And it was interesting for me, so I just uh, was curious to, to see what is inside this. So I watched that, I started to watch it, and it was a movie named Passion of Christ, which uh, 
I started to watch it and I finished when the movie was finished. And I found myself in like, my, my shirt was almost like wet <laughs> because I cried a lot during that. And it was the time that, uh, I, I mean, I believed that I want to follow this book named Bible and I believed in what is there, but I never had this thought that, okay, I want to give my heart to the creator of this, the, author, the main author of this book, the creator of this world. So that was the time, the, the spark, the, the main points of my life that I gave my whole heart to the Lord. And I said, Jesus, I want this heart to be yours. I want you to be in my heart. And that was the start of uh, my belief in, in Jesus. And as a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man, and not as just a prophet. Praise God. I, I would say I had a lot of experiences, ups and downs, but there was a precious experience that I would say it's the most valuable thing in my life. And it was when I met Jesus, that I understood his love in my life. And that was the time that I gave my heart completely to him. The Middle East is full of sad news. Nation against nation, kidnappings and abductions, houses burning down, people having heart attacks. But when I met Ben and heard his testimony, I rejoiced to see the hand of the Lord, who despite all of these tragedies, reached into his life and even used those tragedies to save him. I hope you've enjoyed Ben's testimony. Actually, that's probably only half of his testimony because he's in the ministry today. He's not in Iran, but he works with many Iranians. And when I talked to him yesterday, he was telling me about the ministry and work he is doing with Afghan refugees. If you'd like to send Ben a personal email, you can do it through me. His birthday is actually on December 20th. And here in 2021, he will turn 40. But you can do that by writing the email to me. That's dean at cupofgoodnews.org. Dean at cupofgoodnews.org. And I will forward that on to him. For today, I think the cup is full. Yes, Kuwait was invaded. Yes, Ben's dad was abducted. Yes, Ben spent fruitless efforts memorizing and reciting the Quran. Ben's life was filled with tragedy and vanity, but God saves. And today, Ben knows the truth. Ben knows the way that God wants him to walk. And Ben is living abundant life. And that, my friend, is good news.